Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, another 90s movie. But first, Jane, I had... (laughs) Well, I had multiple people reach out to me about a certain trailer that you may (laughs) have seen lately. (laughs) I've seen it. Uh, That's right. Tall Girl 2. Um, I was really insulted, actually, because I had a couple people reach out and say, like, have you guys heard of this movie? And I was like, heard of it? (laughs) That was our first episode. But I wanted to ask you, um, Jane, what you thought of Tall Girl 2 trailer. Um, as a teen I was a cultural IP, disappointed. Were you? I first of all, I like did watch it two days ago, and I don't remember it. But I, I don't remember it having a large impact on me. Oh, Actually, I, I forgot <laughs> that she was a musical team. I was gonna say, I think it seems just like normal. It's just normal. It's not about her being tall anymore, and that might be oh, good. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, it's moving away from. Okay, I think tallness. I think it's a movie about imposter syndrome. That's my prediction. I don't. I so you know that I like her love interest in the movie, but something about him read wrong in the ta- trailer for me. Yes, I agree. I think he looked fucked up. Okay, the other piece of news I have for you is that my boss. Okay, this is what happened. So I, as some listeners of the pod may know, I work with high schoolers for my job occasionally, and one of them said something about euphoria. Um, and I tried not to get too excited, but um, but I, I I mentioned something so that it was obvious that I knew it, I knew that show as well. And then my boss, who's in her late thirties, like was like, "What's that?" And then I'm like, "No, <laughs> nobody answered." Someone was just like, "It's just a TV show about crazy teens." And then yesterday, I was in a meeting with my boss, and at the very end, she was like. <laughs> She was like, oh, I looked up that show Euphoria. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> she was, And her comment was like, everybody looks like they're in the 90s, which is interesting to me. Because, yeah, I mean, Gen Z kids are like... wise Well, we can even talk about that with this movie. <laughs> she was like... Because she, she's, um, she's from Austria, so she's lived in Austria and in Germany, my boss. And she was like, I used to go out to clubs with that kind of makeup. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> That's very. She should tell the that. What was that like for you? Did you not want to know that? Do you feel oh, closer to her? Um, I feel closer to her. I think I was just nervous when she brought it up because I I was worried she was going to be like, "Don't talk to the students about this show. It's extremely oh, dark." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she didn't watch any of it. I think she just literally googled it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it is interesting seeing teens imitate what we were doing in like the um late 90s and early 2000s in terms of fashion and maybe we'll as you said we can talk about that more but i feel like our guest might want to weigh in on that and on the early 2000s perhaps (laughs) do you want to introduce them yes i do grace perry is a los angeles based writer her book the 2000s made me gay blends memoir and cultural criticism to explore her closeted psyche Hello, Grace. Hello, Grace. Hi. I'm truly so thrilled to be here. There's nothing I love more than just talking about 
teens and what the teens are up to. Yes. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Mostly about like myself as a teenager, because talking about current teens, I'm like, I, I just, I don't know enough of you to be able to say this with any confidence. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm very, I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, yeah, I feel Yay. the same. I, I always feel like I'm scared that I'm going to say something that would just make them turn on me. It's like very stressful for me. Yeah, uh, well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, the thing of, I mean, so I, I did this like when I was researching my book and then also like researching this episode, I like going back to like movie reviews at the time that like the movie came out. And so like this week I was reading like the, the critics reviewing 10 things I hate about you from, from 1999 and like they fucking hated it. <gasps> right. Like they yeah. hated it. There's like this, yeah. there's this review from Wesley Morris who's now at the New York Times who I like adore and he's just like 10 things and counting that I hate about <gasps> this movie. Um, and, and, and so it's just funny. Like, I'm like, oh, there was just something about this that, like, really... Like, for me, 10 Things I Hate About You is, like, peak 90s, like, teen movie. I, I adored it. Um, and I'm just like, oh, there's just something that, like, you inherently, like, can't get when you're not that age anymore. Yeah, you can't, and, like, you can't predict it. You, you don't know how they're going to respond. Yeah, and, like, even if, like... Even if, like, technically a teen movie is, like, not a good movie, like, teenagers... That's not what they care about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like for the most exactly. part, right? If you're like a you know twelve year old, and by extension, you're going to be like it's Heath Ledger. So it's also like yeah. not what we care about. I feel like <laughs> totally, okay, totally. Wait, um, Grace, we ask all our guests who come on the show, what type of teen were you? Um. Okay. So I, I guess I was a jock teen. Mm-hmm. Um. I was, I played a lot of soccer and then basically sophomore year once my, I realized like, I just like, first of all, going back to tall girl, I was a tall teen. Um, so first and foremost, I was tall. But so it was the thing where I like grew and was like tall before everyone in middle school. And so then I was yes, like good at yes. soccer because I was could just like push people basically and then like by sophomore year of high school I was like oh I have I have no skills like Mm -hmm. I like actually have no ball handling skills so then I quit and ran ran track and cross country um but uh yeah and I think I was also like kind of like the funny girl who was like Mm. friends with a lot of like I, I made like the popular girls like feel safe. Like I could mm. be, and I was like in the group because they were like, well, no one's going to fuck you. Like it's, you know, you're just like <laughs> oh, no. here to be our, you know, Char- and character so that's. Character actor. Yeah, I was the character actor. I would say I was um, the Margot Martindale of my high school. But... Did, um, did at your school were the popular girls also jocks? Cause I feel like that differs from school yeah, to school. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. Um, yeah, I think so. Like a lot of people played sports. Yeah. Like yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't a gigantic school. Like, it was maybe, like, 350 kids in a grade. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. There was Jane, a lot of overlap Jane, there. was that what it was like for you, too? I can't remember. Were the popular, sports? Were the popular yes. people the sports people? Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a big crossover there. First of all, the wannabe popular kids. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? The group that kind of, like, is <laughs> invited to the popular kids stuff, but, like, Whatever. They were the cheerleaders. Okay. They were the cheerleaders. The real legit popular kids were all playing soccer in my mind. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I would say soccer and volleyball were all, and with the exception of like, I can, I can remember like one like extremely popular, like beautiful, scary girl. And she was just like a model. So she didn't like move her body when not necessary because she she was, she didn't have to. She was making money. (laughs) Good for Uh, her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Jane, same thing with us where it was like, 
at the so I was in high school 2004 to 2008 and so like by that point cheerleaders I think had been like oversaturated in media like the yeah, people yeah, yeah. who like became who were like got to high school and were like I want to be a cheerleader like it seemed like they had this very specific idea of like popularity or like like social clout that was like not based on reality but like based totally. on like 80s cinema um and you could feel it you could feel it and they're too and, desperate wait yeah, can I share a, little, a story that's it was really- trying <laughs> Pretty tangentially related. There okay. was this cheerleader who, first of all, we had pen pals in like second grade with el- other elementary schools that were like in the town, in the same town, but different elementary schools. She was my pen pal. Then she was vaguely anti-Semitic. Then she became a cheerleader and she broke her leg and she made her friend like carry all her books and she looked really sad all the time. And they were just peak wannabe popular in interesting, my mind. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, and, yet, and yet you remember her. So, so well, I could say her name. I was gonna say so. <laughs> Dox her. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I feel that in this movie, Julia Stiles doesn't get enough popularity out of being like tall and athletic, and it's a little like different. Mm. But but to back up a little bit, okay. So it sounds like Grace, you had like a relationship to this movie as this like peak nineties movie type thing. Mm-hmm. Is that when when did you watch it for the first time? Okay, so. It came out, I was in like third grade when it came out. My mom was like, you cannot see this movie. And um, I definitely, I remember it being like forbidden and rewatching it this week. I was like, why? Like, I I mean, I guess there are a lot of dick jokes. Like there are, there is like raunchy humor, but like really that's kind of it. But, and then I watched it at um, maybe in like fourth or fifth grade, like at my friend Elizabeth's house in her basement. I like very... I have a strong recollection of this. And then my mom found out and was livid. But um, I... <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... It, uh, just... I mean, I, I mean, we can, we'll get into it, but I think particularly, like, Kat's character was, like, very important to me. Mm. That it was, like, kind of, like, the... The first time for me that it was like kind of a badge of honor to like be a heinous bitch, you know? Yes, and I was like, yes. something about this is I'm relating to this. Like yes. something about this sticks for me. Um Jane, yeah. what Jane, what about you? When did you see it? I honestly don't remember. It's one of those movies that I know I've watched it a number of times, but I I didn't have like a strong relationship to it. And I actually was sort of dreading watching it again <gasps> just because of the like Speaking of saturation, like satur- okay, the saturation yeah, yeah. of this kind of in my brain. Um, but I was very pleasantly surprised. And I feel like maybe, again, I was just way too stupid to truly appreciate it. And now <laughs> I'm enlightened. I what think you, I, I agree with you that I was worried that I had watched it too much in the past and wouldn't like it. But I was like pleasantly not, you know, like annoyed by how much I watch it. I had a friend in high school. So I didn't watch it until high school, actually. I had a friend who was like really obsessed with Heath Ledger. And then um, we watched uh, A Knight's Tale. I don't know if either of you mm-hmm. watched that. It's really oh, funny yeah. and good. And we watched this and, you know, we, we just like really loved him. And um, I still actually haven't seen Brokeback Mountain, which is, <gasps> yeah, I, I've been told it's, that like you have to get ready to like cry and like be in a good place. To, equivalent like, of Titanic, sad. which is a weird, I don't know if that's a weird comparison, but the kind of movie 
or the movie um what was the movie about 9-11 that was just about all the people that were stuck in the gravel like that level of despair i have of no truthfulness. idea what you're talking about okay there's a movie that stars no nick cage and he's just like stuck with a bunch of people in rubble and they like drink water that drips off a pipe oh, um, it's really no. not funny i was sobbing i was in middle school sobbing in the theater but it's mm-hmm. that level of despair like brokeback mountain will <laughs> Truly break your heart. You have yeah, to yeah. prepare. No, Shit. it's it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Uh, wait, so wait, how old were you two when Ten Things I Hate About You came out? I was born. I was born in 1992. So I um. So okay. I was also like, yeah, I was in like second grade. Um, yeah. And I remember I was in first grade. I actually don't remember okay, wow, anyone. Brag. I don't. I don't think anybody I knew like in middle school really liked it either. I think that like. Well, I think when Heath Ledger passed, a lot of people like revisited movies, mm. and then also, also I think um, it became on Tumblr. People would just post. I'm outing myself as a Tumblr teen. People would just post. You've already um, done that. Yeah. We knew people. <laughs> people would post screenshots from her like little poem at the end. Her little poem, yeah. her sonnet, the titular oh, sonnet at the end, and also like just type that whole like sonnet and put it in their like profile or something on a blog. <laughs> Hmm. So that's um, part of what like made me remember this movie as like kind of cringy is that like you know dreamy like thoughtful people would like use the language and like I don't know try to I relate to me. Oh you know what it made me think about a lot. What? And the seventh thing I hate the most <laughs> that you do that song by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Um, what is, uh, what is our relationship to Julia Stiles? I feel like this was the first, this was actually the first movie I saw with her. I, um, I, I don't think I, like, knew her before this. Yeah, I, I think this is the first her kind of big movie, like, um, I think this is probably around, like, it was either this or Save the Last Dance. That was the first yeah. time that I saw her, um, where she does her, like, heinous white girl hip-hop oh my gosh. routine, um, <laughs> It's like white girl on the south side of Chicago. Um, yeah, pretty. You that's know, not one I'm. I'm eager to revisit. I don't. Yeah, think. you but, know what's um, funny is that like in this movie, I'm like she's a good dancer, but in Save the Last Dance, we're like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, when she's on a table at a party surrounded by like other like rich white yeah. idiots, it's like she's not bad. And yeah, then yeah, Save the yeah. Last Dance, you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Dane, how about you? I don't think I like her very much. Oh, I'm gonna start oh, with shit. that. Um, I, I totally like- disagree, but but say more. Cool. So I've only seen her in this and Hustlers, where she plays I was like a say, journalist. Hustlers, <laughs> and I don't think she's that good at acting. I don't wow. know. I just didn't. I didn't connect with her, and I I don't have a Jane, good we should logical see, explanation. We should see Save the Last Dance. I don't want to. You know what's funny? Okay, speaking of dancing. We should just stop it before the end. When she's dancing on the table, Walter was like, I feel like she's a good dancer. And then I made him watch the the dance. No. And he said, this looks fine to me. (laughs) 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 Um, Anyway, uh, did we know that she dated JGL for a while? Read this. Mine was yeah, blown. so they, they went to Columbia together. She studied English. Uh, and then they dated and lived in the same, like, dorm. She also David, dated David Harbour. Da- dated David Harbour for a little bit. Who's that? Interesting. Um, the, the, like, older guy in Stranger Things. 
That's, I don't. I've. That's a show like, that I it, refuse. The guy to who plays like the the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. yeah Wait, I can I just say I also read? So I quickly just did some They're googling because I was years like, apart. He looks. I wanted to yeah. know if oh she dated Heath Ledger. Really? Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, and then it was didn't. like the director was like, she was fully in love with JGL while they were filming this. Oh, and they just weird. Had, they were just like she. They dated briefly, but they had like a. I don't know. The director said they were very, very attracted to each other, which kind of is a weird thing to say about two people who wait, dated. But um, wait, about <laughs> about Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Heath Ledger? Yeah, Joseph, about, Joseph okay, Gordon-Levitt okay. and Julia Stiles. Um, yeah, oh, I, that's weird. I didn't know that. I also think that the movie makes them seem. The movie succeeds at making them seem really different ages, or maybe their acting succeeds at it. I he's guess. also so small girl, he's and so- she's so tall girl. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you really do feel the difference i don't know that they ever say it's like you really it's like oh this is a sister who's a senior and this one's a yes, sophomore like it them, does feel very different and they never put um julia styles and jgl beside each other no ever. i was just thinking i was like did they have a scene like, together i don't when know he talks to her on the porch and they barely talk oh yeah, just like right. is she okay they're just never yeah they're never standing beside each other um yeah what is our what is our relationship with heath ledger aside from movies like did, did <laughs> weirdly i remember do you like a personal relationship with heath ledger <laughs> what do you mean weirdly yes. I just he was my brother people, i just <laughs> oh, sorry i just I'm remember so people like getting really into like heath ledger fandom with dark knight and being like oh i knew him before this and i was like I mean, kind of like I just yeah. like didn't really. I I uh, to be honest, like I was like he's like any other like cute like Josh Hartnett type person of that time. I didn't really like. I wasn't really super attached to him specifically. This movie is probably like my biggest attachment okay. to him. Probably, yeah. I also forgot um, he was Australian. I forgot. Yeah, and I love how like they just kind of make that a little thing. Yes. It's like oh, in this movie, you're like, yeah, yeah, I was raised in in Australia until I was ten. I'm not gonna do an American accent. Like, I just write it into that. the script. Nicole <laughs> I know. Kidman, Nicole Kidman, take note. Oof, like, this oof. is the way out. Um, I also <laughs> don't have like a big relationship with Heath Ledger. I do have a big relationship with the Olsen twins, and so I am interested in his death. Mm. However, oh, do you know like? So they were close friends, right? Or Mary yeah. Kate was close friends. Yeah, I think that they probably had like, they, like a party together relationship at one point, or or just party. But I they like party together. Some, yeah. I I mean I don't know, but there was some concern probably on their yeah. end of like, did I give him the drugs? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yes. was my I thought. think they the official note was like, no, it wasn't hers, but like she probably doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say, I think that Heath Ledger does have something more than a Josh Hartnett. Like, when he came on the screen mm. for the first time, I said, whoa. Like, he has, <laughs> he, he has something I said, well. that is beyond just being good looking. And I actually don't think that, like, his. I think his hair is bad in this movie. Like, it always looks mm-hmm. wet. Um, and yet, he has something. And now it's probably the best time wet. for me to you say mean there's that. Gel? You mean there's gel in his hair? I once slept with someone who was universally acknowledged to look like Heath Ledger. Oh, huge! Congratulations! Yeah, Thank you. That, that does merit a congratulations. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, no, but I think you're right. He definitely had more than a like. Not this isn't like the maybe it is the shit on Josh Hartnett podcast. I don't know, but um, I he just is like so fucking charismatic in He's this so movie. Cute like in this it movie. is just like so. Just like charming and confident, and like the moment, especially when he's um, 
when he walks into Club Skunk with like the leather pants is just like, this is perfection. This is absolute perfection. I, I know. Yes. It's my fault that we keep talking about Josh Hartnett, but it's because he, <laughs> he and Ashton Kutcher were both in the running to play this role. That's why I really? keep saying same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't mm. tell you a movie that Josh Hartnett is in. What is he known uh, for? Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Uh, 40 he's, Days and 40 Nights. He's known for, like, not rom Wicker Park. He did do um, oh. Lucky Number Oh, it's Virgin Suicides, obviously. Oh, yeah, Virgin Suicides. He's, he's, yeah. I, okay. he's, Virgin Suicides was, like, his big one. I'm obsessed with that um, book Katie, and movie. Katie Holmes and Kate Hudson were both offered the role or considered for the role, and Kate Hudson was actually offered the role of cat before um julia styles but kate hudson's mm-hmm. mom apparently read the script and forced her to pass up the role whoa Wait, those this are what different. adults what adults think? hated this movie yeah what do mm-hmm. we think like i i can't imagine like Wait, i don't know sorry, Katie Holmes and mom... kate hudson they're not <laughs> yeah, the same totally different totally different yeah i agree i agree kate hudson i i really cannot imagine katie holmes <laughs> Katie Holmes was Katie like, Holmes, that was I the beginning imagine. of Dawson's Creek. Like, I can see it being, I can see why you would think that. Like, now, looking back, I'm like, no, that's not right. But right. Um, her mom Kate Hudson like, is like, absolutely not. <laughs> her mom's like, no, no, this isn't right. It's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's. I mean, clearly it was not a good career. Well, she's doing fine, but I think it would have been a good career choice to be in this movie. Um, but then again, it got wrecked by critics, so. The last thing I'll say is that um, the person who wrote this script, Karen McCullough, um and screenwriting partner Kristen Smith they wrote like a bunch of things they wrote Legally Blonde, Ella Enchanted, House Bunny, oh, She's the Man. They wrote like everything. I love all um, of those movies. Yeah, also, yeah. I have talked about She's the Man. I have a note about She's the Man. It'll come up. But I oh, okay. Oh, because of Shakespeare. Let me get into the Shakespeare of it all. Yeah. Um, Wait, most, I love all of those movies. Yeah, I didn't earnestly. know that they were all written by the same like co-writing team. Also, they met because, well, they met just through work and then like the two of them did like a bunch of letters and phone calls and met for margaritas and started their first script on a cocktail napkin together. Cute. It's so cute. It's Wow. Yeah, it's wow. never going to happen anymore. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, it is interesting to me that they picked Taming of the Shrew because like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I personally just think that's like a very random Shakespeare one to pick, but they apparently when they picked it, uh, McCullough said, we definitely knew the title character would not be tamed at the end. <laughs> so they, wow. they wanted wow. it to be like, un, you know, untaming, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Should we jump yeah. right in? Let's jump in. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, let's do it. Cameron is the new kid at Padua High School. When he sees <laughs> Bianca Stratford, he's smitten, but fellow nerd Michael explains that the Stratford sisters aren't allowed to date and that Bianca is vapid anyway. Cameron is determined and offers to tutor Bianca in French. Meanwhile, Bianca is interested in popular asshole Joey. Kat, Bianca's sister, is an outspoken feminist who used to be popular but is now generally disliked. When Bianca asks her dad about dating Joey, he says she can date when Bianca does. Uh, no, when Kat does. <laughs> Already confused. Um, Cameron, under the impression that Bianca wants to date him, tells her he will find someone to date Kat. Badass and rumored criminal Patrick seems like the perfect option, but he will need some convincing. Michael convinces Joey to pay Patrick to date Kat, since he also wants to date Bianca. Okay, Whoa. there's no way that you could follow this summary. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a lot going on. Um, okay, a couple things. First of all, it is uh, going back to me like reading old reviews. Like this came out like within like 
a month or two of like she's all that Mm -hmm. and cruel intentions and like it was all these movies that came out literally the same year and like um never been kissed this it's not which isn't quite the same but like all these kinds of um like teen movies that were based on like a bet like they all had like kind Mm. of the same plot of being like can you like get this girl to fuck you basically um and so it's and so I so I get why like as an adult who follows movies you would be like this is the same thing happening over and over again this is stupid and this sucks but like mm. as a child who had no fucking idea I'm like flipping a table over I'm so fucking excited <laughs> about a bet um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I will say that like I am immediately mistrustful of Cameron being obsessed with Bianca like I even as like a child like I remember I saw it in like fourth grade I saw a like kids production of Romeo and Juliet and was like talking to my mom about it afterwards and was like this I was like this is insane they didn't even know each other like I am just very like there's something wrong when somebody is immediately falling in love at first sight in my opinion so true I have an experience with this I was watching Star Trek uh with my father (laughs) as I did a lot as a child and Deanna Troy and some guy who visits the Enterprise they they like basically get together and are are connected to each other and i was like are they in love and he was like there's a different difference between lust and love but i then rewatched that series recently and they in fact do tell each other that they love each other in like the next episode sorry um wait your dad said that to you that's so cute yeah right your dad's like no they're just fucking (laughs) (laughs) your dad's the dad in this movie okay so first of all i get immediate positive energy from this movie one because michael goes through the clicks and explains the clicks as i said (laughs) this is important to me there's also a lot of good high school coverage like we're in the cafeteria we're on track and field we're in the parking lot we're at the front of the school we're in classrooms like we're truly in high school which is such a nice change from I don't know, like sickly teen movies, for example, where they're locked in their home. And there's all um, these like, there's yes. like hijinks going on in the background with like yes. the kid in the motorcycle fall. Like there's just like, ah, ha, ha. Like everybody in the student body yeah. is just having a laugh. And it's like when you're in high school, like your entire social life and world revolves around this place. Yeah. Like everything. I mean, for the most part, right? At least like minded of just like everyone I know goes here. All my activities are here, blah, blah, blah. So it like feels really good to just like have that like lay of the land. Yeah, there are a lot of throwaway jokes, like you were saying, Issa, and like the cowboys are eating beans from a can. I love so the clicks are so interesting because they're just they kind of they kind of come out of left field for me. Um, so it's I, I wrote it down. It's popular kids, coffee kids, Rastas who think they're black, and cowboys who aren't actually cowboys, and then future MBAs. And I thought that those were just so specific and funny. And also, yeah, the cowboy one. Um. My my husband grew up in Kansas, and he said there is like a type of teen that like wears car hearts and like drives trucks, but they're like, they're like not actually like on a farm, and they just like yeah. the, the people who actually live on farms don't like necessarily like perform it like that. Um, so right. I, I thought that was just like a cute little touch, and also it comes back like the MBA kids come back, like like, like they keep the <laughs> they keep the school culture like going throughout it. Yeah, the white Rasta kids. I mean, it oh, does yeah. a good job of like like yeah, they come come up throughout, but like it they do a good job of like it's it's very like specific like rich kids in seattle like this is like a weird western like the java kids and like you know whatever that it it feels like it's giving you like an idea of where we are like location wise and then like 
class-wise and stuff. Yeah, too. and there's a bunch of stuff that happens later that you're like, oh, everyone here is rich, and you see their houses, and you're mm-hmm. like, everyone here is rich, and then it, it sort of, like, makes sense. I do, I love that the guidance counselor is writing erotica. I like... <laughs> Alice and Janney. <laughs> Alice and Janney. I, because I, if you think about it, like, she could have just had no personality, like, or not existed in this movie. Like, it's just a fun That's touch for her to be in there. It's just a movie like, of part and makes me surprised that critics would kind of lump it in with a lot of other teen movies because sometimes it feels like it's sort of self-aware and like making fun Mm -hmm. of itself and yeah the teachers are totally crossing boundaries and inappropriate in a way that is like a tad surreal or like something kind of just strange is happening it's better comedy it's better comedy writing for me like way better comedy than she's all that like i thought the jokes were so good i actually (laughs) I really like the bit with the black teacher. Like, I thought it surprisingly, like, held up. Um, it is wild. His, like, sheer disdain for his students yes. is is pretty <laughs> phenomenal. Alice and Janney, I guess, like, last year, I was reminded of this while I was watching. There was something where, like, somebody posted screenshots or whatever from, from 10 Things I Hate About You of her, like, writing her erotica. Um on Instagram and like tagged her or whatever and she commented like what is this from like I have no <laughs> recollection of this <laughs> it's just like oh Alison Janney does not remember being intending to hate about so successful. <laughs> uh, what yeah. do you guys think about Gabrielle Union timeless again playing the best friend yeah best friend role unfortunately wasted yeah. uh, wasted a little bit in this movie although I do like that in this movie, she cut her arc is that she gets she gets the bag like she she does what she wants. I do feel that's true. As if if Gabrielle Union had been born eighteen years ago, she would be the lead. Like she would be the star. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or at least she would be Bianca. You know, yeah. if not Cat. Wait, I'm so confused. Uh, if she were born eighteen, sorry. If she wait. sorry, yeah, that didn't actually make any sense. <laughs> no, it did. If this movie came out right now and Gabrielle oh, okay, Union okay, okay, was okay. 18, yeah, 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 yeah. She, she would be, be the star. star. Like, she, I think that, I mean, obviously she is an icon and like a, an A-list celebrity now, but I feel like she's gotten sort of more respect as she's gotten older and looks exactly the same, I should I say. Mean, I mean, um, yeah. yeah. What else What else has she been in that was, I mean, obviously bring it on, um, but like, what, like she did so many of those like sidekick characters and it was very like, yeah, yeah it's interesting. It was that thing like kind of 90s 2000s of like being like yeah we want like a more like racially diverse cast but like we're not actually going to give anything of substance to the people right. of color in this movie you know yeah she has less lines than the funny teacher fewer yeah. lines oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 good job um, viewer is thank right you. thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um i was gonna ask this, the ty- does the type of um hot girl that cat is like exist anymore because she to my mind like there's nothing wrong with her except that she's like angry and like feminist and like doesn't want to date anyone and you kind of find out why which i like but but it's interesting that she you know they all sort of acknowledge that she's like beautiful but she's like scary so i haven't been in high school for a while <laughs> but i just like don't think it exists I, my, in like, okay. media maybe anymore maybe not i mean my sense is that like she is that like this kind of character is more aspirational for girls now mm. than it was at the time. Um, and maybe that that is like more of a, I, I don't know. It's just like being, being a feminist is like much more of like a mainstream thing. I think especially even more so like for teenagers now than it was yeah. like in the nineties, it was much more like, whoa, you're like a riot girl. Ugh. But yeah, like yeah. now it just feels like, like maybe that like, yeah, I just don't know that this character would be 
as like ostracized for yeah. her like aesthetics and well, like taste as she is in this movie. And I like that the the teacher again, the funny teacher, he sort of puts her in her place where he's like Okay, you're just compl- you're using like this language, but you're just like complaining to be like annoying to me in class. You're like, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you're talking about, you know, you're you're using like feminist stuff to like complain about. You're just you just don't want to do the homework, like do the reading for this class. Like, yeah, I, I kind of it- like that. It makes it makes it so that like it's more about you know like why is she using all this to like you know be grumpy. <laughs> It, it is it is a little bit of a shield for sure, and I think I think also he makes the point of like you literally are only like fighting for like yeah most of the people we read are like dead white guys but like you're arguing for dead white women like yeah 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 that's not that's still not like <laughs> there's you. still a lot yeah. more to do right totally yeah. um wait just in the topic of feminism being <laughs> i mean it's almost like too mainstream now like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm almost trying to yeah. think of cat as the person who is like an anarchist or like it'd have to be more extreme like like criticizing feminism i guess like if you were to if you were to remake this movie now who would the person who would be like on the outs from like the cool kids right i'm like lost in thought i'm I'm lost and they still have to be tall and good at soccer (laughs) i don't think is is she hot i mean Wow. Sorry. Sorry to turn the tables on you, but this you're wrong. Like this is it's now time for you to be wrong. I think she's beautiful. I think mm. she looks like a model. Mm. Yeah, I think she's beautiful. And I think I think it's all it's all about the tude for me, you know. It's all about the the being a bitch thing. I think it's about that being, gives her. Yeah, being a bitch makes her hot and then also she has really high cheekbones. <laughs> as the and she has she has great expert. teeth. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say people have well, both she and Heath Ledger have like not Hollywood teeth that Hollywood people have now. Does that make sense? We made a comment. No. We were watching it and it was like <laughs> Heath Ledger's teeth are too small for his face. And I was like, that's really interesting. But I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just something where they they both have like more normal teeth and like now in Hollywood everyone's teeth look the same. Someone's well, agreeing what? with me listening to this. Yeah, someone a, li- a listener is <laughs> Agreeing with you. (laughs) I don't. I I, am looking at pictures of her and I just don't get it. But that's okay. Sorry. I feel like I I noticed rewatching this that Heath Ledger is not that buff. Like, and and like he obviously is for like a human, but like for like our current Hollywood standards, I feel like it's like dudes are just like, even like fucking teenage boys are just like fucking jacked, which just does not come across in this movie, which Mm -hmm. is, I don't know. Yeah, and he um, different. Uh-huh. And he has he has a little more baby fat in his face than people do now. Like everyone just I don't know. Everyone's just like everyone just looks insane now. <laughs> I don't know. I was yeah. gonna say I think he's very very beautiful. I could maybe buy that he's like the scary teen, um, and like rumored to be an Australian criminal. <laughs> was that like his reputation? There was but a lot in, of things in my mind. Like he would just have like l- people lining up to have sex with him. Oh, for sure. Like I hundred percent. I. Uh, he, they don't they don't necessarily they kind of make him a loner but that that yeah that's he has that one complaint. like skinhead friend who just like lingers <laughs> around that extra who's 30 years who's old like, what what yeah <laughs> just like some guy from the crew that they were like Patrick um, needs, he needs a friend just like go sit next to him and look weird my question was have you ever tutored or been tutored by a fellow teen when you were in high school no that's insane 
<laughs> I think I I tried tutoring someone in math for it was probably part of like a school club, and it's so hard the, sh- the sheer humiliation, especially because of going to a peer oh, for guidance, <laughs> especially because um with math at least in my mind each year is so different, and so yeah. once you're mm. in whatever statistics I don't know. You don't remember geometry, like <laughs> so. I, you have to like kind of like teach yourself. It, yeah, it have was to go back. So yeah. useless. Geometry specifically was just like one thing that we did one year. Yeah, and then and it just again. never like the rest of it all kind of flows together. But like geometry is just its own thing. Oh, I specifically remember people being like, "If you're an architect, you have to know this." And then like all of us are like, "Okay, it's not about." <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I, I mean, geometry does feel like it probably is more useful yeah i don't know i don't do any of it <laughs> engineering I got a one on my calculus ap test <laughs> sick congratulations um so i remember bad. i remember tutoring a friend and um they at, at the end of me explaining something they were just like yeah no i still don't get it <laughs> and i felt bad and actually i think the friend um jane i think the friend is ren who did our album art <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> So Ren is multi-talented. They were just like, I don't get this. And now Ren works in design. So they didn't get it or you didn't get it? They didn't get it. Okay. You were the tutor. I I was bad at explaining. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm glad that Ren is in the art world. Yeah. So Ren probably (laughs) uses geometry more than we do. Should we move on? Yes, we should. Okay. (laughs) Patrick asks Kat out, but she's not interested. Michael and Cameron go to Patrick, explain their plan, and offer to help him date Kat. Cameron and Bianca search through Kat's bedroom to find out what might help woo her. Under their guidance, Patrick goes to a lady punk concert to meet Kat. She seems more interested, but turns down his invitation to a party. That night, Bianca begs Kat to go to the party so that she can too, and Kat agrees. At the party, Kat tries to tell Bianca something, but she blows her off. Kat proceeds to get very wasted and dance on a table. After Patrick gives her a ride home, she tries to kiss him, but is rejected. When Bianca chooses Joey over Cameron, Cameron is really upset, but Bianca quickly finds herself annoyed by self-absorbed Joey. She asks Cameron for a ride home, during which he confronts her about lying to him. She responds by kissing him. Um... I think, you know, I already brought it up, but I would just like to draw everyone's attention back to Patrick's pants at Club Skunk. <laughs> I think this is just an important formative moment for me. I, it's a weird thing. Like, I feel similarly that, like, or I, I feel like, like Heath Ledger was this, like, oh my God, I have such a crush on this character. Like, I'm obsessed with him and, like, I'm queer, but, like, and, like, didn't know that at the time. Like, this was me being, like, I'm straight and I have a crush on who pe- other people tell me to have a crush on. Mm, but, like, yeah. I do think that there is something – I mean, Heath Ledger in those pants is, like, beyond gender to me. Like, that <laughs> is just something that is – like, that just transcends all all spectrums, all sexualities. Mm-hmm. I would just like to highlight that. Thank is you. Club Skunk – does Club Skunk exist? Can we go? There I don't think it does. any clubs for teens. <laughs> Here's my thing. <laughs> yeah, Buffy, that's huge. I'm looking at you. There aren't clubs where teens go. Yeah. In the United States. There aren't. Yeah, there are in like Spain. I, th- I think that it could. I think it. <laughs> there was like, there was definitely one in like the suburbs of Chicago. Oh my God. God. What was it called? I don't know. But it where was like, like an 18 and under. No alcohol. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. alcohol and it's just like strobe lights and we, yeah. like viciously mocked anyone who went there. Um, But <laughs> I. Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, t- clubs for teens. I think it's like feasible. 
I think it's feasible that like this is not a club for teens. That this is like a concert venue yes. that like that That's like Cat and her weird Shakespeare friend want to go to together. Yeah, it helps. But I will yeah. say there aren't clubs that are like all women. Like the I mean, and maybe there was like in Seattle in the nineties, right? Like that could that could be a thing. But like the lesbian bar is like so on the decline. It is yes. like very hard to find venues like this. And um, every time. I think of Club Skunk, I'm, like, trying to astral project myself into that place because I have never been in a <laughs> oh, yeah. location like, like that before. I want to go. Like, also, are they trying to, like, suggest, like, make a joke about her being, like, a feminist and maybe queer? Like, she just she just looks really happy with her gorgeous friend, like, dancing in front. Like, I was like, they should just leave her here. Like, she, I think she's she would here. be a lesbian if I mean, like, that's the thing. today. Like, yeah. the thing is, like, she, she's, she's going, she's, like, begging to go to Sarah Lawrence. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's enough, frankly. Coding queer. Um, <laughs> yeah. The beer flavored nipples line is, I think, a highlight for me. Very funny. Mm, huge. He, he delivers it really straight, super good. And so I have the question what would you want your nipples to taste like? Oh my God. Mmm. <laughs> mm. As the guest, I uh, have to answer this, huh? Um, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> But like, isn't this just like choosing like an ice cream flavor that you like or no? Sure, but it's like, this but it's not. Is it one that you like? It's not really. Oh yeah, that's because, true. Like, unless it would be for the partner, it would be. It would be for your partner. Who do you yeah. want um, to attract? <laughs> to yeah, I guess that's right. It's like if you're like matcha, right? Like yeah. that's a specific <laughs> kind of person. <gasps> Oh, this is upsetting because I don't like the same snacks or like candy as my husband likes. So I'm gonna feel like upset. <laughs> So you're like Twizzlers. <laughs> well, for example, everybody in my husband's family like loves jelly beans. <laughs> oh, well, but there's God. so many flavors of jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. That's true. Like, that's but really they, hard. But they just get really excited seeing a whole bag of them. Whereas when I see a bag of jelly beans, I'm like, I feel there's only some in there I like. Yeah, your husband's yeah, family like is, is not going to be involved with your nipples, as far as I know. <laughs> so keep keep that in mind when choosing, and you can only choose one, and it is. Everlasting. One jelly bean. <laughs> um, my actually, question. <laughs> go I'm not ahead, answer. <laughs> my question, my equally annoying question was, do you buy black underwear for yourself or because you want someone to see them? <laughs> that comes back like multiple times. That that was something that I, like that, that the idea that you only wear black underwear to have sex was something that like was deeply stuck in my mind for Definitely. decades yeah, after so seeing stupid this film. Because obviously no. the most basic underwear colors are black and white. I would no, say many, many yeah. people have black underwear. I would think that red underwear would at least be like a little more believable. Yeah, like, in middle school yeah. it was like in middle school it was like yeah. if you're buying any underwear that has like a fun design and it's not just a neutral color, that means you want someone to see it. Which is stupid because like I just like having... You want your, someone to see your underwear that has, like, little menorahs all over it? <laughs> I think so. Also, I just like to go... Anytime, like, Aerie or, like, Victoria's Secret is having the, like, five for $12 oh, or something, yeah. and you just go, go buy, like, five colors. Like, I don't know. That was... It was annoying to me that that came back. Some of the jokes were a miss for me, but but I do think that everyone was so committed to delivering them i actually really like where he's like well can i see your room and Bianca's yeah, like, cute. oh no um um a girl's room is a very private place and they're like standing having ransacked cat's room yeah was, that was that that, was that joke landed for me um i what do you guys think about like just like cameron and bianca as i, th I think like for me like 
Cat and Pat- Patrick, like that totally works. I think their yes. their performances are great. Like I had, I never as a kid like really cared as much about like Cameron and Bianca. I don't think. Um, and then there were moments during like rewatching that I was like, as, when they're dancing together at the prom, I'm like, oh, they're so like little and cute. Like this is nice. But again, I already I already discussed my mistrust of um, Love at First Sight, and yeah. I and then like. Even even the point, like, in the car when she finally, when she, like, kisses him after the party, I'm like, why did she, I'm just, like, never sure of what Bianca wants, like, yeah. really, you know? And, like, that makes it hard to be, like, really rooting for them as a couple. I don't know. I agree. I think the movie sort of felt like when you're a senior, you get to want to kiss this hot guy. When you're a freshman or sophomore... You want to, like, have a crush on a girl from afar and then maybe get kissed. And it's, like, it was almost this, like, I don't know, like, it was a little anti-sex in just, like, making Bianca very, like, pure and making Cameron be, like, the knight in shining armor who's going to, like, beat away Joey who wants to fuck her. Like, I don't know. There, I, I did like, I like yeah. that Bianca is the one who was, like, wait, Joey sucks. Like, he's very, like, uh, like boring. Um, and that was the really, punch at the end is phenomenal. Yeah, that was like, like it gave her more agency that she decided mm-hmm. that he sucked yeah. instead of him like betraying her. He was just like talking normally. <laughs> and I she agree was, like, that the relationship isn't as earned. Like Kat and Patrick have some moments of vulnerability with each other yes. even before they acknowledge that they like each other. Whereas Bianca and uh, Cameron never really share anything vulnerable. I guess like. The, the most intimate thing they do is when he calls her out. Um, and then I agree at the, at the dance, they like put their foreheads together and it's just, and it's so sweet it's so and they're cute. sort of like yeah. smiling. Yeah. But they never reach that level of comfort with each other before and they never sort of seemed as attracted to each other as before. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't so really yeah, I didn't seem buy it as much. I feel like it's not as much about the relationship as just about like JGL as the classic like boy who's pining for a girl, a popular girl. Like I feel like when this was being like screenshotted and like put on Tumblr and put on Facebook or whatever, like it was always just like, look at cute Joseph Gordon Levitt and his face like looking at his crush. And like, I was like, is this like the origin of like 2010 era toxic male? Like, I don't know. But like, Mm. I think it was more about like, oh, like look how cute it is when this like, small boy yeah. like likes a girl yeah. like that was more of the focus and not their actual relationship versus like i feel like Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles it's about like them interacting with each other and like you know kind of kind of pushing each other a little bit to be like more real um yeah i think for me the reason why i'm kind of like just don't like <laughs> don't like Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt in this movie is like if the whole if the whole like theme or like moral of this movie is like, don't do things that just because people tell you to do things. Right. And then like, he is immediately and like, you know, pushing people to be, yeah. Like express yourself in different ways. Don't, you know, like follow the mainstream, whatever. And like the like first fucking like frame of this movie is, is Cameron just seeing Bianca and being like, and who is presenting, you know, like, femininity, wealth, popularity, like all of the things that are like, kind of, you know, what we're supposed to be what girls are supposed to be. And then, you know, putting that on a pedestal immediately, like that's where it clashes up against like, kind of the what makes this movie really special and like, fun and and unique to me, you know, it's just pivotal speech to her is like, you are so selfish. And like, you only yeah, Julia Stiles talking to her is like, you know, like, she she says like, or uh, Bianca says at one point, like, 
there's nothing wrong with like wanting to be adored and like yeah i i agree (laughs) no totally it's not against bianca as a character but i think it's against like what cameron is like valuing and like then and thus what like prompts the entire fucking story yeah it like the movie sort of like slams her back and is like oh yeah he was right to say that you were selfish and like i don't know it's it's weird i i agree that it doesn't really hit as much as um it feels like it's it's a little incelly honestly of him being yeah, like yeah. i deserve this <laughs> walter like said, you know walter literally called jgl incel in this movie <laughs> okay, he it is, is like- it is very like i like you and therefore like i deserve you and it is shitty for her to be like using him yeah, yeah. to like get joey to, to like get be able to date joey but like i don't know is it like this guy is like she doesn't have to date you if she doesn't want to fucking date you. Yeah, Let her it's date like Joey. very, it's very two thousands <laughs> for there to be like a guy that's like an incel who's like pining over the girl, and then finally at the very end, after he persevered so hard, she like turns and is like, "Actually, I like you." That's like such a classic, like yeah. I don't know. That's the incel's dream. Like the the incel's dream of like force your way into a woman's life and therefore Just she wait. will like yeah. know that she realize that you deserve her. What is our relationship with Joseph Gordon Lovett? Like, do we like him? Jane, I got mad at you because you made a joke about <laughs> Elliot Page having to kiss JGL in um Inception. Which isn't even true, which I clarified. I just I just <laughs> said that to happen be in absolutely Inception? hilarious. Yes. yes. Oh. It, it, it's like it's for like a it's second a and a half. A yeah, yeah. It's like oh. a again, I like You're him. Like, I love Angels in the Outfield. Um oh, I, that's... I like Five Hundred Days of Summer. I think it's a really I good like movie. movie too. I like Five Hundred Days. I'm a Days fan. He's also a little insolent in that, but you know, <laughs> I, but that feels critical of him at least. Yes, yes I, I will confess agree. that I, when Five Hundred Days to Summer came out, I like had a crush on him and as an actor, not, not the character. Um, and that continued up until Don John, and then I was like, "What is this movie?" <laughs> Don John <laughs> just cold turkey on JGL. No, Scar- oh my God, we like, have to watch it. It's, it's like weird. him with, like, a gold chain. Like, that's all I got. And Don John is about how, like, a guy is too addicted to jerking off. <laughs> Sounds great. Similar um, to 40 Days and 40 Nights, the Josh Hartnett vehicle where he can't masturbate for all of are Lent. Are you serious? Is that what it's about? Yeah, it's he can't he can't have sex. He gave up sex for Lent, and that includes masturbating. And he then <sighs> has, like, basic, of course, during that time, he, like, falls in love with somebody or lust or whatever. And, like, then they fuck with, like, an orchid. Like, he, like, no. takes, like, a flower and, like, just, like, you know, gently strokes her body with it. It is wow. Is she wearing black foul. underwear? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> she could only want to have sex if she's wearing black. Oh, okay, here's the thing. I feel like what could have been better for, and maybe this is because it follows the Shakespeare thing. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. read Shakespeare. But it would have been cool <laughs> if maybe we saw Cameron see Bianca doing something that she like really genuinely likes. Yes. And, that, and they have like a connection. And then he sees her at school and she's this kind of like phony popular girl and he's like whoa i but i liked this person i i'd met and then exactly. they try and connect and he and instead of him being like yourself but she's like i know who you really are you should mm. show that and completely he, whatever and that could have been a little up. more meaningful Good bunch up. great great get her in the writer's room get her yeah. get her get her on the cocktail napkin <laughs> <laughs> okay let's go on let's go on at school Monday, the, the English teacher wraps a Shakespeare sonnet and tells the students to write their own. Joey pays Patrick to take Kat to prom, and even though Patrick is having reservations, he... Wait, did I say Pat? Oh my god, I'm getting... 
all jumbled up. Whatever. <laughs> Patrick accepts the money. Since Kat is extremely pissed off at Patrick, he makes a big romantic gesture of singing on the bleachers while the marching band plays. He gets attention and Kat helps him sneak out by flashing a teacher. Patrick and Kat have a cute paintball date and end up kissing, but things go wrong when Patrick pressures Kat to go to the prom and she gets suspicious. Meanwhile, Bianca is desperate to go to prom and frustrated that Kat doesn't want to. Kat reveals she had sex with Joey freshman year, but when she stopped wanting to, he dumped her. After that, she decided never to do anything just because it was expected. Mm. The, I do think that we need to acknowledge the, um, the serenade, the marching band. I love you, baby. That, that I think is like the scene that you know of 10, I I guess, and also the poem because of Tumblr, but like the, the Heath Ledger doing the serenade is like, if you have only seen this movie once and totally forgot about it, like, this is the one thing that I think sticks out. It's actually like my favorite, like, you know, crush worthy actor Mm -hmm. scene in a 90s movie, I think. Someone showed it to me, or the friend I was talking about showed it to me in high school and like, I I, like remember like rewatching it. I, I and they mimic scene. it, not mimic. They parody it, parody it in not another teen movie. Oh, and no, saying, really? Janie's got a gun, and then <laughs> the police like tackle her. <laughs> I do think he's. It's funny that he's like dancing and like leaping away from it's the so, police. He's so talented. He's, he's so great. cute. Yeah, that's that's what makes it. It is a little weird because you're like, oh, you're doing like this is like the normiest song ever, and you're doing this like very kind of. I mean, it's it's creative like the thing i think that makes it very good and very patrick is that the the cops are then trying to get him like <laughs> that is what it's like that, it's, it's that you're like, like a cab yeah very yeah exactly <laughs> is that you're like coming from i don't know yeah, it's like a fancy they, yeah. they have they have school police at padua high what's the problem <laughs> um i was gonna ask did you ever have to do any sort of creative writing for an assignment in high school that like everyone had to do in the class yeah jane definitely. you're nodding your head what, what? i mean i was an ap lit and so we had to write okay brag <laughs> we, we are like becoming intimately familiar with your ap load so i got it one on, one on ap calculus five <laughs> ap lit Wait, um, what? i'm i i because i feel like i only ever was assigned something like that as like an extra credit like they never tried to make everyone do it, probably because they were like, I don't want to read everyone's. <laughs> oh, yeah. He but, read them but all. But what was, what was the assignment, Jane? So each each week or whatever, we talked about a different poem <gasps> form, and we had to recite oh, you have to write one. one and write one. And some of the, the ones I wrote were truly, truly junk. Grace, what about yeah. you? You also nodded. I, I You know... We did. Like, this did not, I, and I, I can't remember, like, examples of it. I do know, like, sophomore year, we all had to, like, memorize and recite poems, but, um, and we probably had to write them, too. We definitely did. But I, I have no specific recollection. Like, basically, like, yeah. this this assignment did not stand out to me as, like, weird. I never did a, well, I never felt like I was forced to write a poem. I did have, um, <laughs> I had one extra credit assignment in, like, senior year. The The teacher was clearly just like, Ugh, I don't care anymore, like, just study for the exam, like, and was yeah. like, you can do an extra credit where you can rewrite the ending to any of the books we did throughout the year. And I, mine was very weird and funny assignment. (laughs) I know. I was like, this is fan fiction. But also, he was probably like, what am I going to get? So interesting. And I I think I rewrote the ending to um, The Stranger by by Camus. And I don't remember what it was. And I kind of wish I could find it because I was like, what? (laughs) What That is, that's a great assignment. Just have your kids write. Yeah, great, great assignment. Just make the kid write fan fiction. I think that's good. 
I do Did like, you change um, the ending of The Stranger to the guy revealing who he is? <laughs> I don't know what that story is about. I'm just going it's, purely it's on the me, title. It's me, Albert. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was Honestly, Albert the whole time. I can't remember what I did. I can't remember what I did. Um, <laughs> something I do like about this movie that it has going for it that other movies don't is that Kat has a friend. I know we kind of made fun of her, but like Shakespeare babe. Like, even though Kat is unpopular, she at least has a friend. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. So many yeah. characters in the movies that Don't we watch just are, like, floating by themselves. Yeah. Um, well. One thing I got frustrated about is that when she flashes the teacher, it seems like she's probably wearing a bra. And it really annoys me when characters in movies flash people and are supposed to be like, my boobs were showing, but they were wearing a bra. For example, here is my She's the Man <laughs> reference. At the end of She's the Man... <laughs> To prove that she is yeah, yeah, a yeah. woman. She lifts up her soccer jersey. Are you telling me that she was playing soccer without a bra? No. Oh, so she I shows a sports bra. It's because it's both Shakespeare. That's just how that's how he that's how the bard wrote it, is show your bra. <laughs> Wait, and she's the man. I always thought maybe she like lifted up her sports bra. I think that ultimately is like the easy way out. Why do you why do you think that Kat had a bra showing? <laughs> I was just witnessing her chest. Oh, okay. You can scene. see it. Mm, you can. I thought I could see like some some indents in her back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 I, see, I, see I see what you're saying. But so, do you think it's not? I mean, she could have lifted the underwire as well. Okay. That's true. Ultimately, I'm <laughs> holes are being poked in my story, and I guess that's a thing. But it's so uncomfortable to do that, and also I'm like no, I'm no, no. Very challenging. Okay. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to flash someone. <laughs> if yes. you were, if you were pulling, if you were like oh, 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 I pulling see, I see. the bra up as well, like that would be a, a feat of. of I see. I wrote that this is important acknowledgement that her character is also hot, but just like a bad personality. You can flash mm-hmm. if you're not hot. But yeah, That's anyone true. can flash. Anyone, anyone can flash. <laughs> Isa. I didn't really understand that teacher. Anyway, he had like a very strange reaction. Also, it he was took very- pot from someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 he did take pot from someone and Cheetos. Um, and uh, seeing those Cheetos in that scene, I was like, "Fuck, I want Cheetos." Um, the I I really hated the flashing the teacher scene in a way that I was like not expecting. I think maybe just like being an adult now and watching this, I'm like, "This is an absolute fucking nightmare." Can you like, wh- where do you even begin with that as a as a teacher yeah. of being like my my hot student, my hot mean <laughs> student just flashed me. <laughs> Maybe he's like me though. He's like, I don't really get it, but she did flash me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't my work other, for me. But my other question was: Do you enjoy paddle boating and or paintball? Like, which of these activities, if any, would you choose to do? The it's paintballing also, has always not, seemed very fun to me. I've it's never also done not it. Paintball. It's like they fill up water balloons and they. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's like painful in the way that I've heard yeah. that paintballing is. But I've ne- I've never done it. But I. That scene also, t- that, like, paintballing scene was very formative in terms of yeah. me um, wanting to fall in love as a teenager. Mm. I think it's hot when they kiss in the hay. Also, yeah. I think, the hay kiss I think is good. this is maybe, maybe this is the time that he just, he's just, like, talking to her. Oh, no, I think it's when, yeah, it's it's when um he's first asking her to prom. And he's just, like, talking to her. And while talking to her, he, like, kisses her on each shoulder or something. And it's just oh, so sweet. Oh. And I, I just, yeah. like, I, I wonder if that was, like, improv. I don't know. It's just, I think sometimes when I see these movies from pre- 2005 like there's a little more I, I don't know it's just like 
hotter and like there's a- more actual chemistry mm. even if movies now are very you know explicit like it's just they just genuinely seem like they're having fun yeah yeah i think i mean sweet. yeah they even if even if some people on this podcast don't think julia styles is hot <laughs> you can't deny the, the the chemistry between the two of them yeah, yeah. is very sexy I won't. I won't try and deny that. Um, I have a question. <laughs> even even if some people think Keith Ledger's hair looks wet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. First of all, one comment. Paddleboarding. Paddle. Paddleboarding. Paddleboarding <laughs> makes me think of sunburnt thighs. I have a question. Okay. Mm. In this mm-hmm. movie, I've never gone. Okay. Michael understood. Get you haven't gone. Pa- we should go in Central Park. It. Why would I do cardio for no reason? It's not that hard. It's really fun. Okay. Whatever. Um. <sighs> here's the deal. Michael, gifts, Shakespeare babe, a dress. And my question to you is, has a partner ever gifted you fitted oh clothing that, first of all, like, fits you and also that you genuinely like? Mm, I mean, I think one of, one of the benefits, this isn't like a gift, but definitely one of the benefits of being in a gay relationship is just being able to borrow your partner's clothes a lot. Um, yeah, it's but, not a gift if you're just taking. It. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a gift. That's sort of. But no, I don't gift. think it's so. Kind of like stealing, it, it kind of is is thievery. In fact, um, no, I don't think so. That would be, I mean, quite. That, and I don't, and I have never done that for a partner. Like that, that is a that's a swing. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're unless you're like I'm also here's a dress and I'm also will pay for it to get tailored or whatever, you know. I feel like if it was like a costume, like a Halloween costume and you were both getting costume, I don't know. My answer is yeah. also no, but like I mean, that definitely could never not. happen. For me, that that was my point. It's like I can't imagine Walter purchasing me a dress that would fit. And also even for me to him, I I feel like I've mostly purchased him underwear, and even that hasn't fit him well. Like, it's so hard to buy people clothing. (laughs) Oh, guess what, Jane? You know how... So, I got Jane the sweater she's wearing for a Christmas gift, and um, Walter helped me figure out your size. I asked him to go through your clothes and look at your Adidas clothing. It's It fits me perfectly. Wait, you want to see something really cool? Are you flashing us? I'm sort of flashing you. Are you flashing us your bra? Wow. Double Adidas. Adidas on Adidas. But my point is, like, he went through your stuff and, like, tried to find your size so that he could find what clothing size you were. So, you know. Good job, intent is there. Okay. Um, Did you notice that? Did you notice that Bianca's just watching the real world in there? Like, I wish... I do love that. I wish movies featured people watching real reality TV shows more. Like, I actually really loved it. (laughs) I am curious if that is, like, was... I mean, is that, like, product placement or, like, MTV, like, getting, like, a... I think so. It must be. Because it's, like, very um, prominently featured of, like... It's in She's All That also. Like, the real world is canonically in She's All That. What? I don't... I don't remember that. That's funny. Yes. Also, they were watching, she was watching Real World Seattle, and I didn't look this up, but I was like, was that, was the timing lined up that this movie was set in Seattle and that was where Real World was? Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it back then. I got, I got into it sort of when it was more of like a real world road rules situation. Oh, love the challenge. Let's go to the the end. Okay. Mm. Um, after seeing (laughs) Bianca so upset, Kat decides to go to the prom. She apologizes to Patrick for questioning his motives and they start off having a blast. Because Bianca goes with Cameron to the prom, Joey's left by himself. Pissed off, he confronts Patrick about their deal and Kat overhears. Patrick tries to explain, but Kat runs away. When Joey punches Cameron, Bianca defends him and punches Joey. The next week, Kat reads her sonnet in class, which reveals she still cares about Patrick. He gives her a guitar and they kiss. 
I was like up all night thinking, not up all night. I was like <laughs> lying awake in bed last night before falling asleep being like, why is that the ending? Like, why is the ending that she reads this sonnet and then they make up? Like, what? <laughs> I I forgot that the sonnet like was like the last thing. I guess yeah. it's I guess it's because it's like finally her letting her, you know, taking off her armor and like actually mm. being very vulnerable and like she hasn't there's like not really a moment. She does that you you get that moment with her when she tells um Bianca that she used to date Joey. Yeah. But like you don't get a lot of moments from her that are like really vulnerable. And so I I get that from like a character perspective. And then same with like Bianca, like her like character culmination is like her punching Joey, which I also think is great. Like she gets to be, she gets to be a little more like cat at the end. Um, That's which true. I like. They switch spots a little, um, a little bit. I agree that it is kind of like an, like they make up really quickly and there's yeah, not a conversation, it just feels fast. but mm-hmm. I'm also kind of fine with that because I'd, I'd much rather have that than have them go on too long. Yeah. yeah I mean, and I he think- bought her a sick, a sick guitar. I think my point is, like, they could have just, like, apologized. Like, she didn't have to, like, read a... They could have just talked. It's a movie. They have <laughs> know, to do I something know. big. I know. Um, for their English teacher who hates them. My question was, instead of a guitar, what would this guy have to buy high school you using $300 in order to get you to forgive him? $300. Honestly, I mean, probably a guitar that I would, yeah. like, think that I was going to use and then ultimately be like, I have a guitar. <laughs> Like, I think that would, that would have worked on me because I think I would have liked the idea of like, oh, this person thinks of me as this kind of person. Oh yeah. You know? Sure. Oh, that's such a good question. I don't what know why I, I would have spent $300 on it. 300 that's, is so much money just like, at that age. Honestly, at that age, it probably would have just been like $300 worth of spinach artichoke dip at the California pizza yeah. kitchen. Like that would have been, I would have been all about it. 30 forever 21 shirts maybe like take me to dinner i don't know like what the what dinner is 300 dollars in high school what the vitamix but i wouldn't want a vitamix (laughs) in high school honestly if they just paid me 300 dollars i would be happy (laughs) questionable relationship um bianca's prom outfit is my favorite prom outfit of any movie it is incredible it's good we should be wearing matching skirts and tops if we yeah. if if we want to, and I do want to, it looks mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, it is just like it's. We've circled all the way back, and we just look like that again. Like teens just are wearing it's that great. again. So I love it. Yeah, I love it. Midriff is back. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I enjoy the way that that wrapped up, and like I guess I like them like making up and like continuing the relationship it just for me that the the destination was not as fun as the the journey there for this movie that's fair but what about <laughs> the destination of the roof on which the band is playing at the end <laughs> that's letters cool. to First cleo all, the school is so big like that is cool did you, did it, you it, 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 it is a real school in tacoma it is Isn't that nuts yeah. yeah it's like a castle like, like i didn't realize i didn't realize they were in a castle and then the band is on the <laughs> roof which first of all would be scary to me but also was really cool yes I'd that's be why you're not in a band the castle isa <laughs> um it's in washington <laughs> i really i think i remember seeing that that 
like the band playing on the roof as like yeah. it must have been in like the the like commercials or whatever for the movie like and I remember going into it thinking that that was like a much more like integral part of the film and the storytelling that there was a band playing on the roof and ultimately it was just <laughs> the credits so I was let I down by that maybe, but they maybe like put um put up a music video too of like the full song something the like that yeah I, I also feel like I just remember that too well what's the song at the end I want you to want me. Oh, want I want you to want me because I keep thinking yeah, yeah. of "Cruel to Be Kind" for whatever. Which Cruel to be kind. They do at the prom, which oh, I had okay. like the the realization like a few months ago. Randomly, hadn't watched this movie in ages. That "Cruel to Be Kind" is a phrase from Hamlet, and that is why it is featured in this movie. Oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not incredible. Came to me. Um, so that was very very good. You know, I really wish more movies. And you guys actually have seen many more teen movies than I have. But, like, the in- integrating the soundtrack or, like, the band with the movie is something I yeah. that feels very, like, 90s, 2000s to me. And I, oh, yes. I very much enjoyed as a kid. And I want it back. That's all. In yeah, Gilmore Girls, they go to see the Bangles. Mm. Is that right? <laughs> and most of the episode is just, like, them watching the Bangles. <laughs> That's like that's um that's the same with like season two of the OC. They're like always at the bait shop, and so they yes, go to see like yeah. Rooney, and they go to see I don't know, I want to say the Killers, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that. I I liked it too. They also do a blooper reel in the end. Did yes. You watch? Oh no, I, really I turned liked. it off too soon. Yeah, it's during <gasps> the credits. It's really cute, actually. I just think you gotta yeah. rent it again. Actually, makes, <laughs> it makes me sad about Heath Ledger. I was like, oh, they look like they're having so much fun. He's so sweet. Yeah, yeah it, it, it looked. I like. I'm pro bloopers. Like, well, we me already too. talked about this. We've watched YouTube <laughs> reels of bloopers. Issa and I. I love mm-hmm. bloopers. And it's oh nice no, when bloopers are right there. Yeah. Yeah, it also you can tell from the bloopers if the cast likes each other or not. Totally. Well, and it is a thing that I think also really worked like pre-social media because it's like when you get to see like these actors being real, it's like these little moments of like, oh, you're a person, you're not this character, and so now it's like, well, if I can just like follow them on Instagram, like what they're doing constantly, maybe it's just like not as. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why the blooper reel doesn't. You don't see it as much. But Grace is so insightful. Grace is so smart. Thank you so much. Okay, should we wrap up and do the three questions? Um, okay, so we've come to the end. We're each going to answer these three questions. Grace, you can go first each time. Great. The first question is, is this movie good or bad? I think it's good. Um, I think... Uh, I think it's it's timeless. I don't know. I think that there is something that, like... Again, kind of going back to like what I was saying at the beginning of, like, it is... There is something about it that was like really sticky and really like worked for mm-hmm. teenagers in a way that like did not translate to adults. And I think that like, just because the critics didn't like it, it has stood the test of time. And, uh, and therefore it's a good movie <laughs> because we remember it. It's a good movie. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, that's right. That's where I land. I agree that it's good. I think the acting is all good. There's genuine chemistry between a lot of the characters. There's a lot of throwaway jokes that I really like. And um yeah it's just it's just well written it's good yeah i agree i think it's the i think the writing really helps i think that again i'm comparing it to she's all that because it's the same year and i just like this so much better it just Mm -hmm. to me it has way more personality even though like i don't know i guess she's all that is very famous for like its stars as well but maybe i just maybe this type of character just like resonates more with me 
Um, I also think there's something to like having the two seniors and two sophomores because then like you get a wide range of audiences relate to it or see themselves in the movie. Okay, Even I did though, have like a- those are just two years apart. Okay, I did have a question. Do we think Cameron is a sophomore? Because I assume oh, he is, is he the whole time. Year? No, but then he's a transfer, so he could kind of be anything. But he oh, takes yeah. her to the prom. That's the key. And that's what I'm like, oh, maybe he's oh. like a junior or a senior. I don't know. You're right. I think but he right. feels like, he has sophomore energy, obviously. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> he's small. Small he's energy. A, small, small. The smalls and the bigs. The yeah. smalls and the bigs, yeah. <laughs> okay, the second question is, do you like this movie? Yes, I I think I I have made that abundantly clear. I very much like this movie. It's the kind of movie where, like, again, I hadn't watched it in, like, a decade or whatever um, until this week. But it's, like, the kind of thing that I saw so many times as a kid that I, like, remember, remember, like, the way that, like, the jokes, like, sound and, like, know when something's coming and it's very, like, rhythmic. And it has that kind of banter that's, like, certainly not how anyone, like, actually talks to each other. But it's, like, so fun because it's, like, it's just that really smart going 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 kind of thing yeah and I really like that and I think when I was a kid especially I like you know you're attracted to something that's like just a little bit smarter than you and yes that makes yeah. you feel very smart you know as a fourth grader whenever that's when a, I yeah, watch that's this a really without good my mom's permission yeah <laughs> I like this too and I like it more than I sort of had a memory of liking it um and I will remember it fondly and say that I enjoy this movie but that being said I really don't need to see this again for like Maybe a decade as well. Like, I yeah, need some too. time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. I would say with the caveat that it was fun to see. I don't think Nate had seen it all the way through. And so it was fun to see what someone who is seeing it for the first time now would think about the jokes. Because some of them still hit. And you're like, wow, it's it's impressive when they can still make me laugh. Because mm-hmm. in She's All That, I didn't laugh. <laughs> okay, the last question is, what type of teen is this movie for? This is such a weird question in general, I will say. Uh, but I, okay, because if this movie is about like, you know, Kat and Patrick are the leads, like they're like the weirdos, the outsiders. But I kind of think that like, so I would say that like, yeah, this movie is for all you freaks out there. Like, you know, but if you want to be seen, like, but I kind of think that like, even if you're, like, very, like, popular and, like, more, like, whatever, conventionally marketably attractive teenager, if you're more, if you are more of a Bianca than a cat, when you're watching this movie, you're gonna think you're a cat because of the way that, like, the, her performance is and the way that, like, just the storytelling is. So I kind of think it's for anyone because, like, you know, even if you're popular, you think you're not popular or you think that there's something wrong with you or weird about yeah. you and you're gonna connect to that character more than like joey you know yeah so i agree that this is a weird question that gets (laughs) harder every week because i don't have a unique answer anymore i don't i can't um i guess what i kind of came down on is that you have to be a little smart to like this movie. I actually think because <laughs> because I was so stupid before and I didn't like it. And now I'm so smart. And I do think that like because it is full of jokes, not not like chock full, but because there are many jokes, um, you got to have some brain cells to enjoy this. So I'm going to go with smart teens. Um, I'm going to go with like teens that feel pissed off all the time and like no one is going to break the shell the outer armor like like julia styles because mm-hmm. like if you are like a um 
cat character and you're watching this, you're like, huh, maybe there will be a guy out there like that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, or a girl when you go to Sarah Lawrence. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, and and even if that doesn't happen in high school, it's just like nice. It just makes you feel good to watch the bleachers scene where you run around. Um, yeah. Where he runs around being chased by cops. On top of the bleachers. <laughs> grace what are you watching these days that's not this oh what am i watching these days um and just like that (laughs) frankly i uh (laughs) i am i don't know if you guys are watching but it is it's a trip um jane did you keep watching or no no but i'm following i'm I'm hearing i'm I'm following absorbing it you know what i mean i know what's um, happening there are moments that I love and there are more moments that make me want to die. Um, <laughs> I just watched Top of the Lake for the first time. Have you guys seen that? That's Mm-mm. like the, it's Jane Campion directed it. It was Elizabeth Moss, um, like 2013. And it's like a, it's oh. like a small town, like murder mystery disappearance thing in New Zealand. Um, it's real dark and it's like, it's just really about rape. So know that, but it's, mm. I but think it's I great. Can, I think I'm into that. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're into like Mayor of Easttown and oh yeah, like it's it's like that, but like much better. Oh, oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. to watch that. Um, we watched Aaron Brockovich last night for the first Ooh, time. Whoa, and oh, that's fun. It is too long, but it is like objectively great. I I love Julia Roberts. Like I will never. Yeah. There's no reason to f- criticize her. She's wonderful. She's beautiful, and I mean she's fun to watch. So she is yeah. so. She she dazzles, frankly. It. Yeah, she, she dazzles. Really, yeah. She, you know what? She has something similar to Heath Ledger in that yes. her attractiveness is beyond just like what she looks like. Like she has yeah. an energy that yeah. emanates. So so yeah, that was fun. <laughs> That's great. Um I'm watching Euphoria as it comes out. And mm-hmm. then um I also finished Yellow Jackets and I really liked the first season. I haven't and watched it's soccer teen representation. Um, mm. You gotta see it. It's it's just annoying that it's really hard to watch it. No one has a fucking Showtime subscription, so everyone's just watching it illegally, which is fine. Yeah. Um, except me. <laughs> just kidding. Whoa, someone <laughs> um, has Showtime. I have a login that I'm using. <laughs> That's not mine. Um, I also, yeah, I also am going back and watching the Matrix movies because I never watched the second and third one. Mm. I just watched the first one, and I want to watch the new one. So... We're sort of, like, halfway through Matrix 2. We're just, like, watching it in, like, bits and pieces, which is super weird. Yeah. Um, But it's fun. (laughs) Anytime they show Trinity and Neo kissing, I'm like, they're so, like, pale and hairless. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Matrix is one that I would be interested in revisiting. Just probably just the first one. I'm not going to do it all. I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to do it all. But I (laughs) haven't... Uh, I haven't watched The Matrix since I was a kid. I, I really enjoyed be- um, watching the first one. Also, I realized when I was a child and I watched the first one, you know how, like, the agent, Agent Smith, says all the time, like, Mr. Anderson, as he's talking to Neo. As a child, as a stupid child, I was like, that guy's name is Mr. Anderson, because he says it. And it was like, yeah, like, you walk into a room and you're just like, Issa. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're a Pokemon. <laughs> um but yeah. yes uh thank you so much grace for revisiting this one because i i'm really happy now that i saw it. at first i was like oh, i feel like i've watched it too much but it really delivers it delivers no i'm like truly thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to rewatch this i had been <laughs> i had been wanting to anyway um i wanted to write about it in my book but i was like oh it 
it came out in 99 so it doesn't like everything i wrote about was like in the 2000s um so it just it just didn't make it so i'm i'm thrilled to be able to get that you know to do a little bit of that here with you guys is there anything that you would like to plug I guess just my book that came out last year, um, The 2000s Made Me Gay. It's about, um, Jane said this before, uh, but it's, it's like essays about teen pop culture in the 2000s. So it's like the OC and Gossip Girl and Harry Potter and like, um, mostly stuff and like Katy Perry, early Taylor Swift, and just basically about how like it was a really like, there weren't a lot of like, there wasn't like queer representation in pop culture for kids at the time, but like I still kind of like formed a sort of identity, sexuality, gender presentation, whatever, based on the media that I was taking in as a kid. Despite uh, uh, seeing Chad Michael Murray, having Chad, Chad Michael Murray like forced upon you at every turn. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like- oh, oh, it, it wasn't like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was the kind of thing where I was, it was, it's a lot of like, do I want to be that person or do I want to fuck that person? And it's like figuring that out. Um, the only so question that matters. I mean, it's, and, and it never ends, frankly. It's, it always comes up. So are anyway, you, so. Are you a believer that Taylor Swift is bisexual slash queer? <laughs> okay, so I will say I heard that rumor and um, then went on a bachelorette party with, for a friend of mine from high school, got drunk told everybody at this bachelorette party and i was like mark my words by april she's gonna be out and like obviously that didn't happen um (laughs) i am uh, like i think i just like wanted something to say um but i uh okay so i do adhere to um the kaler shipping Mm -hmm. um carly Mm. claus and taylor swift i do um like that theory but like ultimately like no i i, I don't know <laughs> I it doesn't matter like i'm i'm more interested in like the like the image of taylor swift in pop culture than in who she is as a person you know what i mean like i'm more Sometimes interested in like the messaging she would you agree with you yeah yeah <laughs> and that's the thing that sort of annoyed me about the bi conversations i was like Maybe she should clarify. Like, I don't know. Whatever. She should she probably she, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to talk about that stuff, but it's kind of like, is she what's it called? She's, like queer baiting a little, you know. Yeah, I um I think that like she could totally be like having her gay cake and eating it too, right? Of just like liking that there's a little <laughs> bit but like I mean like similar to Harry Styles, right? Of being like, I'm oh, not gonna yeah. confirm or deny anything. Um and I can see how there would be a benefit to that in the, the way that pop culture is right now. But I'm not accusing anyone of doing anything. <laughs> yeah, going right? on the record, Taylor, mm-hmm. don't come for me. She's quite litigious. She's gonna she's gonna hunt me down. I wish she would hunt <laughs> me down. Oh my god, my dream. Um, um, yeah. Jane, do you want to talk about what our upcoming movie is? Um, also queer. I think it's called Edge of Seventeen. I, I have in no our idea list, what it, is. it says. Maybe queer next to it. <laughs> <laughs> like Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. That was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and leave a review. Uh, please share us with a friend. Oh my god, sorry. I was looking up The Edge of Seventeen, which stars <laughs> Haley Lee Richardson, a.k.a. Zoe Dutch. Um, and with the teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at, at @bleacherteens.
I thought you froze. <laughs> That was just you looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> also, subscribe to our Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks like videos or being able to tell us what type of teen you are at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers.